welcome to the Word on Pop Culture podcast. I'm Julian Spivey, the creator, editor, and lead writer of the Word on Pop Culture. Please check us out at thewordonpopculture.com for our movie, television, music, and sports coverage. This podcast is recorded through Spotify for Podcasters and can be found pretty much anywhere you find your podcasts, including Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Please leave us a review and rating wherever you're listening from. And we hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome back to the Word on Pop Culture podcast. I'm Julian Spivey, the creator, editor, and lead writer of the Word on Pop Culture. You can find us online at thewordonpopculture.com. I'm joined uh, once again by my pal Tyler Glover. We are going to do our annual uh, Grammy Awards predictions and kind of hopes as to what we would, would hope to win. Uh, so welcome back, Tyler. Yes, I'm excited to be here. It's usually one of our most uh, uh, fun and listened to episodes of the year, so I'm excited to get into it, even if not all of the nominations were all that exciting to me. Uh, but uh, before we get into those uh, uh, categories, uh, I just want to say the 66th Annual Grammy Awards are going to be held on Sunday, February 4th. The telecast can be seen on CBS or streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Uh, it'll once again be hosted by comedian and recent Emmy winner uh, Trevor Noah. Uh, some of the performers have already been announced. Uh, they, those include Billie Eilish, Dua Lipa, Olivia Rodrigo, Billy Joel, U2, Luke Combs, Travis Scott. Uh, interestingly enough, though, SZA, who has received the most nominations overall, and Taylor Swift, who is up for a lot of the biggest awards of the night, have not been announced yet as performers. Uh, and you'd have to imagine that the Grammys have certainly asked those performers. So it's, it's kind of uh, weird. Uh, but uh, there, there are going to be more performers announced between now and the Grammy Awards, so we'll see what they can get. But, but no SZA and no Taylor Swift yet uh, have me scratching my head a little bit. But again, like I said, you know that those artists have been asked, so maybe they just didn't want to do it. What do you think, Tyler? What do you think about that? Yeah, well, I know Taylor Swift is gearing back up for her Eras tour. Um, it's supposed to be within a, like two weeks, within two weeks. So, and I know that um, they've already posted pictures of her being in rehearsals again for the Eras tour. So I think they're just trying to get back in the habit of the Eras tour. And I, don't, I think they don't want to detract from getting back on that track for the Eras tour to begin again. I, I just don't know how hard it is for an artist to perform a three, four minute song on an award show. I feel like if, if the, these awards bodies, the Recording Academy, I feel like if they're going to bestow you with all these nominations and potential awards, the least you can do is is perform. So I think when the Recording Academy asks, will you perform at the Grammys? The answer should always be yes. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, some some other big time uh, performers who are nominated, Boy Genius, John Batiste, Miley Cyrus, Victoria Monet. They haven't been on announced yet as performers either. So I'm kind of wondering if this is going to be one of those years where most of the winners aren't even performing, which is all, you know, kind of going into what I just said. It's kind of dull, kind of lame. Uh, I certainly hope that's not the case, and some of these people will be uh, announced in the days to come, or even by the time you listen to this podcast. Uh, you ready to get right into the main categories? Yes, absolutely. 
So every year we do the big four categories, which are record of the year, song of the year, album of the year, and best new artist. And then we uh, cherry pick some of the other ones. Usually we do uh, uh, the biggest ones or some of the biggest ones from each genre or the main genres that people listen to. Uh, so, so we'll do some of those toward the end of the podcast. But let's get started with uh, record of the year. And the nominees for record of the year are Worship by John Batiste, Not Strong Enough by Boy Genius, Flowers by Miley Cyrus, What Was I Made For by Billie Eilish, On My Mama by Victoria Monet, Vampire by Olivia Rodrigo, Antihero by Taylor Swift, and Kill Bill by SZA. Uh, once again, I am not thrilled that they couldn't find room for any country songs in this category. I know this is a broken record moment for me. Every year we do this, it seems. But I think if you're going to have a, an award show like the Grammys that encompasses all of music, you got to try to get at least one song from all the major um, genres of music in there. There's no country this year. There's no rap uh, this year in record of the year. Uh, so that's that's just uh, wrong to me. Um, Tyler, what's your prediction to win record of the year? So I will say that, you know, I, this music is right up my alley. Like I'm very excited about a lot of these, a lot of these nominees this year. Um, so to predict this, cause I know Grammys are something I just, sometimes it's very difficult to predict. Cause like, you know, we were talking about it earlier about the really being no precursors to the Grammys like there are for the Oscars and things like that. So it's a little bit trickier and harder. But one of the things I was thinking about this year when I was looking at record is I was looking back and noticing like trends or anything that I've noticed with the winners in the last few years. And one thing that stood out to me was that I feel like all of the songs are songs that, you know, since it is the record of the year, th these are songs that people like sing to, you know, like to sing along to, like you see people singing along to them, like some examples like Bad Guy for Billie Eilish, Leave the Door Open, um, Silk Sonic, Hello Adele, About Downtown Last Year for Lizzo and Need You Now for Lady Antebellum or some past winners. And all of those songs were like, I remember being big hits where I heard it, like people like even cross genres were singing this, these songs, like people I knew that didn't even like country music were sing was singing Need You Now. And so I was trying to look at like what kind of song felt that way to me when I was trying to predict, um, you know, what would win. And the song that I know, at least in my circles, you know, that I heard everybody singing was Flowers by Miley Cyrus. And, um, so it's for me, it's like really hard. Like it, it's difficult to predict this because I honestly could see it being anti-hero flowers. What was I made for? Or even kill bill like, or vampire, like of all of those, I, I would not be shocked to see either five of those named. Um, because I think that they're all, I think that it's just massive. Like women dominated this year. And I'm so glad that that reflected in the nominations. Um, so um, so for my will win, I'm predicting that it's going to be Flowers by Miley Cyrus. My should win on this is really difficult because, like, I like a lot of these artists um, a lot. Um, but if I was voting, I would I would vote for Antihero by Taylor Swift. It's interesting that you said, like, everybody you know was singing Flowers by Miley Cyrus because I feel like that I'm in the exact opposite of that. And, in fact, I wrote down in my notes that I thought – 
Uh, because because I looked at goldderby.com earlier, and a lot of the editors of that site, they predicted Flowers would win Record of the Year. And, and I found it interesting because I, I felt that the song kind of came and went and fell by the wayside after a short period of time. I know it went to number one on Billboard for a short period of time, but I just didn't think that it had the staying power of something like an anti-hero uh, or, or some of the other songs. Uh, but yeah, the experts seem to be going with Flowers, and the ones that didn't go with that definitely went with anti-hero from uh, Taylor Swift. Uh, I have no confidence in my prediction. Uh, but what I'm going to do here, I'm going to take SZA's Kill Bill. Uh, she leads overall with nine nominations, but I don't know. I, I, I'm feeling like I could be wrong on this one, and it could be Antihero or Flowers. But but I'm going to stick with my Kill Bill by SZA uh, prediction. I'm not sure I ha- I don't have her predicted to win any other of the uh, general field categories, so, so I'm going to stick with her here. Uh, now, for what I would vote for if I had a vote, I really like What Was I Made For by Billie Eilish and Vampire by Olivia Rodrigo, but I don't think that production-wise those are anything too interesting. Both are very well-written songs with great vocals, but overall recording-wise they're sparser than something I figure would win the Record of the Year award. Uh, so if I had a vote, I would give Record of the Year to Not Strong Enough by Boy Genius, which is the super trio of Phoebe Bridgers, Julian Baker, and Lucy Dacus. Uh, it's the one rock song of the group, and it sounds to me like the kind of thing like an artist like Sheryl Crow may have had a hit with in the 90s. Uh, these women are playing their own instruments. They're writing their own lyrics. Uh, that is what music is to me as a listener. Uh, and I'm not going to say that they're not going to win because I do think that there's an outside chance with the way the voting body skews. Some of the older people will probably like this. Uh, the rock fans will probably like this. Uh, the singer songwriting uh, writery type fans will probably like this. Uh, so um, I-, I think that it is actually a, a long shot that that uh, not strong enough uh, could could win. It could be the dark horse here, but uh, it would get my vote for sure. Uh, do you have anything to add to, to record of year before we move on to song of the year? Um, no, just just that I I I really just love love this that there are so many women that just dominated music this year in the category, and I'm just so glad that was reflected, uh, especially other- because of the fact that um, you know the Academy had said I know that remember the president of the Grammys a few years ago had said something about women needing to step up. When they um, and like it just it just shows me like right now it's like look they did show up. Well, they've always showed up. Ken Ehrlich was just a jackass. Yes, he uh, was. Song of the Year nominees are A and W by Lana Del Rey, and I will I will name songwriters for this, so bear with me. A uh, and W by Lana Del Rey, writers Lana Del Rey, Jack Antonoff, and Sam Dew. Antihero by Taylor Swift, writers Taylor Swift and Jack Antonoff. Butterfly by John Batiste, writer John Batiste and Dan Wilson. Dance the Night by Dua Lipa, writers Dua Lipa, Mark Ronson, Andrew Wyatt, and Caroline Allen. Flowers by Miley Cyrus, writers Miley Cyrus, Gregory Alday Hine, and Michael Pollock. Kill Bill by SZA, writers Solana Rowe, which is SZA, Rob Beisel, and Carter Lang. Vampire by Olivia Rodrigo, writers Olivia Rodrigo and Dan Nigro. And What Was I Made For by Billie Eilish writers, Billie Eilish O'Connell and Phineas O'Connell. This is hard to predict. Um, It's wild to me uh, that Taylor Swift has never won this award. You told me earlier she's never even won Record of the Year, which is even stranger to me, Tyler. Um, I just don't feel like Antihero is the one that's going to win Song of the Year because 
I'm really surprised she didn't win last year for the extended version of All Too Well, but there, you know, there was the Bonnie Raitt of it all, and it was a great song, and um, all the pop artists, I think, kind of uh, uh, blotted each other out and let Bonnie Raitt take it. Uh, it feels to me like this is going to come down to Billie Eilish versus John Batiste, based on what we've seen in past years, recent past years from the Grammy voters. They love both Eilish and Batiste. Um, so I'm going to go with Billie Eilish's What Was I Made For to win Song of the Year. She's, I believe she's won Song of the Year twice previously, or maybe it was record, but I know she's had a lot of success with the Grammys in a short period of time. Basically, we're talking a five-year period of time. She just rags them up. Uh, my vote would go to Vampire by Olivia Rodrigo, so the award would go to Rodrigo and Dan Nigro. I am a big fan of that song. I think she put a lot of energy into it, a lot of uh, anger into it, which, you know, I kind of like. Uh, she's really uh, given it to a, to a horrible uh, exit scenes on, on Vampire, just a really well-written song. I love the whisper vocals for her, and then she just ramps it up by the end. Uh, so that would be my vote. Where, where are you going with Song of the Year, Tyler? So I will say in this category, there's only one song that I personally don't care for, and it's really just a taste thing. And that's the Lana Del Rey song. But literally all seven others I love so much and like actually listen to throughout the year um, before even, you know, fully going to music, uh, this, you know, to the Grammy listening. Um, so it's just exciting to see so many of them that I love um, here. Um, it, it, this one is so hard because it's like last year. I don't think I don't know anybody that was predicting Bonnie Raitt to win last year. Um, so it's, you know, it's, it is just so hard to predict. Um, it, it really does bother me that Taylor Swift is known as like, so much, so many people say she's the songwriter of our generation. And that blows my mind that the songwriter of our generation has never won song of the year. And she has the most nominations in this category, um, surpassing Paul McCartney, um, with this nomination. So it just feels weird for her not to win. And like, and with her having such a big year, I just really want to believe that the Grammys are finally going to give her the songwriting award. Um, I'm predicting it to win, but I, I, I honestly, like what was I made for by Billy Eilish? You know what you were saying, you have a really good point about how much they love her. And this is a very well-written song. It's a beautiful song and it would be a worthy winner too um so it i but i definitely feel like if it's not anti-hero i was thinking that they would go with um billy eilish's what was i made for and as far as like what should win it's it's kind of i'm not shocked you when i say this but as far as what should win i do feel like it was what was i made for i feel like it was a better written song and it tugged on my heartstrings a little more than anti-hero did um, but I, I am predicting that Taylor will finally win. The songwriter of our generation will finally win Song of the Year. I could see John Batiste winning Song of the Year for pretty much the same reasoning that Bonnie Raitt won last year. The all the other nominees, Lana Del, Lana Del Rey, talk too fast there. Lana Del Rey, Taylor Swift, Dua Lipa, Miley Cyrus, SZA to some extent, uh, Olivia Rodrigo, Billie Eilish. Those are all pop singers. SZA's got a little more soul R and B, but they're all pop singers. John Batiste is more of a soulful R&B, blues, jazz, and I, I don't want to get all, well, it wouldn't be me getting sexist here. It would be the Academy voters getting sexist here, but I could see a path to him winning if all of these pop female singers kind of uh, 
crossed each other out in in the minds of some of the of the voters, especially the older crowd. Uh, so it would not surprise me to see Batiste do what Bonnie Raitt did last year. Yeah, I could definitely see that as a possibility for sure. Let's get to the album of the year nominees. They are World Music Radio by John Batiste, The Record by Boy Genius, Endless Summer Vacation by Miley Cyrus, Did You Know That There's a Tunnel Under Ocean Boulevard by Lana Del Rey, The Age of Pleasure by Janelle Monet, Guts by Olivia Rodrigo, Midnights by Taylor Swift, and S.O.S. by SZA. Uh, I'm going with Midnight's Here by Taylor Swift. This would break the record, wouldn't it, Tyler? Yes, she would be, right now she's tied um, with, oh gosh, I'm forgetting their names, <laughs> but she's tied with three men. That's all I can say for the moment. Stevie oh, um, Wonder and Frank Sinatra, I believe. Yes, yes, them. Um, so yeah, she would be the um, first person to do it. And of course, the first female as well to do it. Um so yeah, I, I, it's it's really weird because this was just such a blockbuster album. Like this is going to be an album that I feel like people remember like years down the road, like kind of like 1989 was for her as well. Um, you know, like, it's just like, you know, this album just broke so many records. Like, you know, the first week on the top 10, uh, top the Billboard Hot 100, she held all 10 spots for 10 of the songs. You know, like it was the first yeah. time in Billboard history that a man had not been on the Billboard Top 10 um, because it was all her. Um, so yeah, I just... You, a matter when it comes to the Grammys, though. Accolades... No, it really doesn't. Matter. Yeah. Go no, ahead. it doesn't. I just think that it's... I just think that with it being blockbuster, it's kind of one of those things where I feel like sometimes things become almost too big to ignore in in a way and and it's and it would be one thing if the album like sucked but you know it's really critically acclaimed um to well, me it's as i'm and to me as a even as a swifty like you know i followed her since she was first started and like to me this is my favorite album and like i can't believe that 17 years into her career she's put out the album that i feel like is the, her best work which it's just um and um so i just and I think that it would be easier, like, to think de-escalate her chances if I felt like there was like one challenger that was a little stronger. Um, and I think it's just hard to gauge like who would be like the ultimate one that could take her down. But I feel like if that was that was going to happen, I feel like it it would probably be SZA for her SOS album. I, I feel like it if there's going to if Taylor doesn't win it, it's probably going to be her. Yeah, I think you're giving the Grammys too much credit, though, uh, because we're we're forgetting we're forgetting stuff like "Morning Phase" by Beck beating Beyonce. I just I, when it comes to the to the Recording Academy voters, I just don't think popularity matters. I don't I don't I just don't think any of this stuff matters. So I am going to predict "Midnight's" by Taylor Swift. We know the Grammys like her albums; it would be her fourth win. And I didn't predict her to win Song or Record of the Year, so I feel like she she can't go home without in at least one of the major awards. But it wouldn't surprise me if the Grammys gave it to John Batiste again, uh, which would be his second album of the year in the last few years. Now, Batiste is a great musician. He seems like an even better guy, and he's very deserving. His work is very good. But it almost seems like the Grammys are set on pissing off Swifties and pop fans in general. And it's almost like the Grammys want Swifties and, and, and the pop world at large to hate John Batiste. So 
So they may just give him an award and then everybody's going to be like, who's this John Batiste? Why does he keep taking these awards from these pop stars? I could see that happening. I am predicting midnight. So don't, so don't, don't, don't take John Batiste winning as, a, as something that's going to happen. I don't think it will, but it would not surprise me one bit. Uh, so so you, Midnight's is, is both your prediction and your, and your choice. Did you want to say anything else about Midnight's before I get on to my choice? Um, no, go ahead. Okay. Uh, this is a category I'm, I'm the least happy with, honestly, when it comes to the Grammys. There, there are no country music or singer-songwriting stuff that like I prefer in here. Uh, there's, there's no, again, not a hip-hop album on here. It's just weird to me. It's like the Grammys general feel has just become pop awards with a little bit of some with some outsiders thrown in. And that would be John Batiste. And you could say that would be Boy Genius, although it is a rock album, but it's one that can be enjoyed by by pop fans, I believe. SZA sold soul and R&B, but again, it can be enjoyed by pop fans. Uh, what, so I'm not really pleased with these nominees. Uh, and, I'll, and I'll admit that I didn't take the time to go through every track of all these albums like I usually do because I just wasn't all that excited. But the one I'm going to vote for, if I have a vote, is uh, The Record by Boy Genius. It has the most tracks that I enjoy uh, of any of the ones that I've listened to. Now, there's stuff on Rodrigo's album I liked. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm liking a lot of John Batiste's album, uh, but The Record by Boy Genius is the one I would have to go with. Do you have any thoughts on that? Um. No, I'm not. I'm not, I haven't really gotten to listen that, that's to two Boy awards, Genius that, other than awards. I would vote for Boy Genius. Also, I guess what I'm saying is, y'all need to give Boy Genius a chance. Yeah, I, I and I, from listening to the the not strong enough song, I definitely am interested in listening to more of their work for sure. Let's go on to best new artists. The nominees are Gracie Abrams, Fred again, Ice Spice, Jelly Roll. Um, some of those sound um, make me hungry. Coco Jones. Noah Kahn, Victoria Monet, and The War and Treaty. As I mentioned every year when we do this podcast, I hate this category. It doesn't make any sense at all. The Grammy Awards are about recordings. There's no Entertainer of the Year. There's no Male or Female Vocalist of the Year. So why do we have a Best New Artist? And in fact, you can go back in the archives on the Word on Pop Culture website in the music section of our site to January 25th, 2020, and you can read more about this if you're interested in it. It just makes no sense. But since it is one of the so-called Big Four Awards of the Night, I guess we better predict it. And this one seems easier than usual. I'm going with Victoria Monet. Monet's seven nominations this year, including for Record of the Year for On My Mama, uh, are the second most of any artist uh, this year. Uh, based on that alone, I think it would be surprising if anybody else won this award. Uh, do you agree with that, Tyler? Or are you going to go somewhere else? Um, yes, I agree. You know, it, it's. I think it's just really telling, you know, when you look at this list and you see that only one of these singers was able to break into the other three major awards of the evening and for one of them to do that it definitely i feel like definitely shows a direction that this category is going to go for sure i think if some if i think if one of these other artists would have had something get in we would have had more of a race but i don't know i just can't go bet against somebody who managed to get that many nominations and also break into record of the year um if i was voting for my should win um I would choose Gracie Abrams. I got to see her on the Eras tour and I really like her a lot. Um, so that would be my vote for should win. My should win is the war and treaty. They're a soulful Americana duo of uh, the married couple of Michael Trotter Jr. And I, I want to say Tanya Trotter. It may be Tanya. I'm sorry for, for not knowing that off the bat, uh, but they're not exactly new. They've actually released three albums. 
I guess the Recording Academy feels they finally arrived. It doesn't have to be an artist for their first album, but it's just weird having this many in and then getting it. But hey, it's better than not being nominated at all. Uh, the Trotters sound so good together. Uh, they've got my make-believe vote for Best New Artist. That does it for the four general field categories. So Tyler and I are going to get into some of the uh, genre-specific categories. Most of them will be the best song in each uh, genre. But since the pop categories don't have a best song category because it's pretty much become song of the year overall, uh, we're going to go with best pop solo performance. And the nominees in that category are Flowers by Miley Cyrus, Paint the Town Red by Doja Cat, what Was I Made For by Billie Eilish, Vampire by Olivia Rodrigo, and Antihero by Taylor Swift. Now, Doja Cat's Paint the Town Red, which was a number one hit, is the only one of these five nominees that is not featured in both the Song and Record of the Year category. So I think we can kind of eliminate her just based on that alone. Um, as I mentioned earlier, I really like What Was I Made For by Eilish and Vampire by Rodrigo. Both are kind of whispery songs though Rodrigo does open up by the end of Vampire. But since I gave Vampire my song of the year vote, I'm going to spread the love around, and I'm going to give this one to Billie Eilish. And I also do think Billie Eilish is going to win the award. So this is the first time in the show where my prediction and my vote both line up. Uh, Tyler, who's going to win Best Pop Solo Performance, and who would you like to see win? Is it, are both Taylor Swift? No, you you know it would probably shock you because like in this category, like I feel like if I was if I was voting, you know that uh, in this particular category, I'd pro I would probably I, I would go with what was I made for by Billie Eilish in this particular category. I just think that her performance of that song is just beautiful and it's just haunts me. It just haunts yeah. you and stays with you in a way that you know the other songs. I feel like they don't stay with you in that as affect me in the way that that one does um and and i am predicting that one to win as well um i'm hoping I'm, I'm hoping that um she does win this category i mean i, I mean i'm never going to be upset if taylor swift wins something but <laughs> but um uh but i feel like it will and should be what was i made for by billy eilish interesting how many awards Billie Eilish could win this year without even having an eligible album, just based off this one huge hit that she had from the uh, Barbie movie. Mm -hmm. Let's go on to best rock song. This is an interesting category. The nominees are Angry by the Rolling Stones, written by Mick Jagger, Keith Richards, and Andrew Watt. Ballad of a Homeschooled Girl by Olivia Rodrigo, written by Olivia Rodrigo and Dan Nigro. Emotion Sickness by Queens of the Stone Age, written by Josh Homme, Dean Fertitta, Michael Schumann, John Theodore, and Troy Van Leeuwen. I assume that is the entire band, Queens of the Stone Age. Uh, Not Strong Enough by Boy Genius, written by Julian Baker, Phoebe Bridgers, and Lucy Dacus. And uh, Rescued by the Foo Fighters, written by the Foo Fighters. This is really weird, Tyler, because I could see this going to four of the five. I think you can throw the Queens of, Queens of the Stone Age out. Sorry, guys. Uh... You've got the Stones, who are an absolute icon of rock music and many would say are the greatest rock band of all time. You've got the perennial Grammy rock favorites and the Foo Fighters, who have just racked up award after award over the last 25 years from, from the rock categories. Uh, and then you have Boy Genius and Rodrigo, who are all over the general field categories, especially uh, the song uh, Not Strong Enough by Boy Genius. 
man, I don't know what to do here. But the thing is, unlike the uh, general field categories, the actual genre categories have a much smaller body of voters. So sometimes you can see a song like Not Strong Enough that's nominated for Record and Song of the Year not actually win their, their genre uh, award. I remember many years ago when Mumford & Son actually won Album of the Year overall, they actually lost an Americana album uh, to uh, Bonnie Raitt. Uh, so sometimes stuff like that can happen. And that's why I'm actually going to predict the Rolling Stones angry to win here. Uh, before I get to my pick for who I think should win, who do you think is going to win this award, Tyler? So, you know, it's, you know, I've, I've, when I was, I was thinking about that too, when I was predicting this about how, you know, it's not always a tell, you know, telling like, oh, well, you could look at this category easily and be like, oh, not strong enough is in record of the year. Well, that's the one that's going to win, you know, it, um, you know, it's, uh, it, you would, it could be easy to do that. Um, and, and sometimes that is the case, but there are, like you said, there are times where it's not the case. Um, I, I still am predicting not strong enough by boy genius to win. I feel like I, I do think that they will win and they would be my should win as well. Um, out of all the songs, this was my favorite. Um, I, I also of course loved ballad of a homeschooled girl by Olivia Rodrigo a lot too, but that's because that's pretty much more my taste of music um, as well. But I, I, but I definitely see where you're coming from, but I do think that that, that boy genius still might win this though. Uh, and they would be a great winner. Uh, Not strong enough. It's a great song. Again, I thought it would be my pick for record of the year. If I had a vote, um, I was telling you earlier, I think if Olivia Rodrigo wins this rock award, it's going to be very bad for, for the rock community and for the Grammy awards. Cause I, I the, the rock community already feels like the Grammy awards have disowned them. And they're, they're honestly, there's a good reason why they should believe that because you don't really see rock. It's not in the album of the year. Uh, uh, well, actually, the, the Boy Genius album is, but frequently you don't have rock songs in, in the ca general field categories. Uh, and it just feels like if, if Olivia Rodrigo, who is a pop singer, I understand why Ballad of Homeschooled Girl is in the rock category, and I don't have a problem with that. I can consider it a punk rock kind of poppy song. But if Olivia Rodrigo were to win this, I think it would just be a very bad look for the Grammys. And I think the rock community would, would it would be like the final nail in the coffin for them. Uh, my vote, if I had to uh, mark off the ballot, would be the Foo Fighters Rescued. Uh, the whole album that they did, uh, but here we are uh, after uh, drummer Taylor Hawkins' death that they released this album last year. And it's a lot of uh, looking back on tragedy and, and it's a lot of grief and a lot of mourning and I, I just think Rescued even with all of that said, Rescued just rocks as hard as any great Foo Fighters song over the last 30 years has and I, I think that they are the ultimate and best rock group uh, since the uh, mid 90s uh, so, so I think that uh, they should continue to be honored when they do great stuff and I think Rescued is one of those songs Let's get to the best R&B song category. The nominees are Angel by Halle Bailey, Writers Halle Bailey, Theron Themester, sorry, Theron Themester and Coleridge Tillman, Back to Love by Robert Glasper featuring Sir and Alex Isley, written by Robert Glasper, Alex Isley and Daryl Andrew Ferris, I See You by Coco Jones written by Courtney Jones, Daryl Camper Jr., Raymond Kamba and Roy Keisha Raquette. 
On My Mama by Victoria Monet, written by Monet, Dernst Emil II, Jeff Gittleman, Kyle Moscovich, and Jamil Perry and Charles Williams. A lot of people wrote that one. And then Snooze by SZA, written by Kenny B. Edmonds, Blair Ferguson, Chris Riddick-Tynes, Solana Rowe, and Leon Thomas. Okay, All My Mama is in the uh, rock, uh, I'm sorry, is in the uh, recording record of the year category, that is, in the general field. Uh, SZA is for a different song, but she is the most nominated overall. So for me, it's a toss-up between On My Mama and Snooze. Snooze was a huge R&B hit on the Billboard charts for SZA this year. Uh, I'm going to go with Snooze by SZA to win this one. Uh, Tyler, what do you think is going to win? You know, I actually agree with you. I, I definitely agree with you pretty much on everything. Pretty much, I think I agree with you 100% because... I definitely feel like it's going to be Victoria Monet or SZA. And at first I, I really thought on my mama might be the winner. But then I started thinking about it and I was like, no SZA with the most nominations. And you know, the, I, I just feel like this would be a great opportunity to reward her. And snooze is a fantastic song. It was my favorite song out of the, out of all of these. And it would be my, it, this would be my will and should win is for snooze for SZA. I really love this song. And, um, I definitely feel like it will come down to them too, though. Yeah, my will win is something I don't think has a short as a chance. Uh, I was listening to all these earlier today, and uh, of the five, the one I enjoyed the most was Halle Bailey's "Angel." I thought it was a great uh, uh, vocal performance. I think uh, the song has some good things to say, uh, so that would be the one that I would vote for. But yeah, I, I think it's going to either be "Snooze" or "On My Mama," and "Snooze" is my prediction. Uh, let's get to best rap song. I feel like every year we have to uh, put out the kind of uh, um, I can't think of what I'm what I'm thinking of, but we kind of have to admit that that neither of us are really huge rap fans. Uh, so uh, you know, take take our opinions on this for what you will. Um, the nominees are "Attention" by Doja Cat, written by Roger Shahayed Amala Zandil Dlami and Ari Steris, and I'm sorry about the pronunciations. Uh, Barbie World by Nicki Minaj and Ice Spice, featuring Aqua, writers Isis, Naja Gaston, Ephraim Louis Lopez Jr., and Nicki Minaj. Just Wanna Rock by Lil Uzi Vert, writers Muhammad Kamara, Simer Woods, and Javier Mercado. Rich Flex by Drake and 21 Savage, writers Bratavius Chambers, Isaac Deponi, Aubrey Graham, Jay Gwynn, Anderson Henderson, Michael Mule, Shia Ben Abraham Joseph. Scientists and Engineers by Killer Mike, featuring Andre 3000, Future, and Aaron Allen Kane, writers Andre Benjamin, Paul Beauregard, James Blake, Michael Render, Tim Moore, and Dion Wilson. Um, okay. Uh, I'm going to go with Rich Flex uh, as my prediction by uh, Drake and 21 Savage. Uh, Drake is nominated for a handful of awards with 21 Savage, which is interesting because he does not submit his own music for the Grammys because he is anti-Grammy and because of uh, some losses in the past, even though he's also taken home a handful as well. And I think might also this year uh, winning this award. So this is one that was pretty much submitted by 21 Savage, I believe. Most of the Gold Derby crew thinks uh, that, that Rich Flex will win, but I will note that I was looking at that website earlier and they have a picture of all the people who, um, who predict these things and they all looked exactly like me and Tyler, like literally if Tyler and I had a baby, it would be every person who, uh, <laughs> who was voting on these rap songs as well. So, you know, what, 
they may not know that much either. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me if Killer Mike wins because it's kind of a socially conscious song of, of the five. And, you know, it's Killer Mike. He's, he's, he's a likable guy. He's been around a long time. And he's got Andre 3000 of Outkast, who we know the Grammys like, uh, on his track. And uh, Future's a, a really big star on that track as well. Uh, so uh, Rich Flex is my prediction. Uh, I do want to add that Lil Uzi Vert's Just Wanna Rock. It, it sounds really cool, but man, this is a songwriter's award, and the song is only two minutes a- a long as is, and there's almost no actual writing on that song. So I'm curious as to why it's in this category, uh, even though it sounds pretty cool. Um, what do you think is going to win this category before I get to my choice? Well, let me just say, I completely agree with you on the Just Want to Rock one. I literally watched, I literally um, was listening to that and I was like, this is it for best, this is a songwriting award. <laughs> like, do they know this? And like, you know, that that one for me, I was just, it did not feel like it had very much other than Just Want to Rock. Um, so I was very shocked about that as well. And I agree with you. It's it's really hard to predict this um, for me. I, I, I actually had predicted it to be Rich Flex um, by 21 Savage and Drake as well. Um, if I had a should win, I would choose Barbie World just because I love, I mean, but honestly, that's because that's the song that tailors to my taste in music the most. So, it, you know, take that for what it's worth. Before I get to my choice, I, I will add, because I was going to say this anyway, uh, this is very similar to if Olivia Rodrigo won Best Rock Song. Now, Barbie World is a rap song. There's no denying that. But if Barbie World by Nicki Minaj won this, sorry, my stupid redneck coming out. If Barbie World by Nicki Minaj is how you pronounce it, and Ice Spice were to win this award, I think the rap community would be so up in arms that they just might completely give up on the Grammys as well. Uh, And I don't want to see that. I I want these, uh, I hate that there are artists, especially in this uh, genre, that don't think that they can win because they don't think the Grammys are fair. And and I understand why they believe that. And honestly, they, there's something to it. But I hate that the, I hate that they think that. And I hate that that will if if they don't submit their stuff, it'll just continue. Uh, so I wish they'd go back to submitting their stuff. Drake and whoever else doesn't the weekend. Not not in rap, but just artists who don't submit their stuff. Uh, because we we can make this right. And and as the uh, recording academy has people of the old uh you know guild start to pass away and we get a younger category there's gonna be more hip-hop fans uh rock may be screwed forever but there will be one day more hip-hop fans on the voting academy uh voting body of the academy so i, I think uh we need to do what we can to make uh, respectful winners and i just don't think barbie world would be a respectful best rap song uh, my choice would be scientists and engineers by Killer Mike and Andre 3000 Future and Aaron Allen Kane. Uh, and I really like the line Duke Ellington in this bitch. Yes, we need more Duke Ellington in this bitch. Scientists and engineers, my choice for best rap song. Uh, let's go on to best country song. None of these songs were deemed good enough to be in song of the year overall, which is ridiculous because four of them are kick ass. Uh, the nominees are buried by Brandy Clark, writers Brandy Clark and Jesse Joe Dillon. I Remember Everything by Zach Bryan and Casey Musgraves, written by Bryan and Musgraves. In Your Love by Tyler Childers, written by Tyler Childers and Gino Seeley. Last Night by Morgan Wallen. Writers John Byron, Ashley Gorley, Jacob Kasher Hinlan, maybe Heinlein, and Ryan Vochsack. And White Horse by Chris Stapleton, written by Chris Stapleton and Dan Wilson. First off, Morgan Wallen uh, and his... Uh, 
conglomerate of songwriters have no business being in this category. Uh, but Brandy Clark, Zach Bryan, Casey Musgraves, Tyler Childers, Chris Stapleton, those are all excellent songs. This could go anywhere, I think, but I'm going to predict Chris Stapleton because he seems to have, he, he's, he's more well-known than all the others. And I think his song White Horse has kind of a little bit of a rock sound to it, uh, kind of a guitar hero sound to it. Uh, so I think White Horse is going to be the winner. Uh, who, what do you think is going to win? So I will say, I, as when I was trying to predict who I thought was going to win, I have it narrowed down to two, and I waffled back and forth between it because, uh, and it was White Horse with by Chris Stapleton, and the other one was I Remember Everything by Zach Bryan and Casey Musgraves. I just absolutely adore Casey Musgraves, and I know the Academy has. Um, rewarded her with even album of the year in the past so i know they're aware of her and you know um and i just love everything casey musgraves does and um i just i, I don't know i just have a feeling it could it's going to come down to them too and i, I i'm predicting it to be i remember everything um but my personal vote would be for white horse by chris stapleton and so i definitely would not be upset if he ended up taking it from them Every year on the Word on Pop Culture website, I do a 100 best uh, country and Americana songs of the year. So that kind of combines what is country and what is known as the American roots genres uh, at the Grammys, which we'll get to in a bit. Uh, and I had four of these songs on my list. I had White Horse, In Your Love, I Remember Everything, and Buried on my list. And in, in the order, I had White Horse fourth, I believe I Remember Everything third, In Your Love second, and Buried first now that's just ranking of how they they the nominees are on my list but i actually had buried as the second best song overall last year of those category genres uh so i would love to see brandy clark uh, uh win this award and i think it would be a really big thing for her and i think she's very well deserving uh and she would potentially be the first uh openly gay artist to win a best country song i believe and then now there may have been songwriters before uh to win the honor but i don't know about artists um so so that would be my choice the final category we and have it's a fantastic song by yeah. the way i that line at the lines towards the end where she's talking about how she's gonna love this person even like even if she gets married like she's still gonna love them and like all the way till death, even if they don't know about it. It's just, that's so haunting. It's just so, it's so good. It's it, definitely on my Spotify list now. It'll absolutely break your heart, that, that song, especially at the end. Um, every year I like to do the best American Roots song, uh, even though it's probably not one of the more popular ones. And it, it'll definitely be one that's done in the uh, hours before the Grammys telecast, where they actually hand out most of the awards. Uh, the nominate, nominees for this category are Blank Page by The War and Treaty, written by Michael Trotter Jr. Jr. and Tanya Trotter. California Sober by Billy Strings and Willie Nelson, written by Aaron Allen, William Apostle, and John Wiesberger. Cast Iron Skillet by Jason Isbell and The 400 Unit, written by Jason Isbell. Dear Insecurity by Brandy Clark and Brandy Carlisle, written by Brandy Clark and Michael Pollock. Uh, and The Returner by Allison Russell, written by Allison Russell um jt nero and i just wrote this guy's last name down Lindsay. i can't remember what his first name is but i'm sorry about that uh this is hard uh brandy carlisle has won these awards a lot in the past so that might help 
uh, Dear Insecurity by Brandy Clark and her. Jason Isbell has won this category, I believe, twice in the past. So that could lead to a lot of people uh, wanting ca- uh, having cast iron skillet on their ballot. But my prediction is going to be California sober, and I don't really like the reason why it's my prediction. Uh, it's a it's a good song. Don't get me wrong. California Sober by Billy Strings and Willie Nelson is a good song. But the reason why I think it's going to win this category is I think people are going to be going down the ballot, even in even in the American Roots specific voting body. And I think they're going to see the name the name of an all time living legend, Willie Nelson. And I think that's just going to automatically have them check that box or however they do their voting. So I don't really like the reason I'm predicting it, but I do think it'll be California Sober. My choice, uh, again, I had two of these songs on my list last year, 100 Best Songs. Uh, I had Dear Insecurity and The Returner. And of the two, the highest on that list was The Returner. I just adore Alison Russell's voice. I think she has one of the best voices in all music. She is a heck of an instrumentalist, too. Uh, plays multiple instruments. Uh, and, uh, I think her voice on this song is just, uh, divine. Uh, so she would have my vote, even though I think I know where Tyler's going to go with his vote and it would be a, a very deserving winner. So, so who do you think is going to win and when, what do you got here for our final category? So for, um, this is my will and should win. And, um, I definitely am going with Dear Insecurity by Brandy Clark featuring Brandy Carlisle. Um, it's just such a, song you know and and i actually really love that we do this category every year because it introduces me to some different music that i wouldn't normally listen to all the time mm-hmm. so i really do love that we do this because i i absolutely loved every single one of these songs in this category um uh, and dear insecurity was my favorite and california sober was actually my second favorite um out of out of the two out of the, all of these um and i I'm predicting Dear Insecurity to win and it would be my will win as well. Um, it's just, it's a song that for for some reason out, out of all of these, that's the one that just stays with me the longest. And, you know, I, uh, I love that the way, I just love the way that it says all these things that you're, you've been thinking all this time and mm-hmm. it just really puts a voice to it. And I just, and, and I, I mean, and it's, you know, like you said, Brandy Carlisle's won a lot too. Like the Grammys have really become a, really she's become in a way kind of a Grammy darling by you know even being able to break into the general field categories the last few years too. When we know it does generally go pop, um, so she's definitely beloved, and I, this would definitely be like you said a, a deserving winner for sure. Yeah. All right, you got anything else you want to add before we wrap up the show? Any other uh, categories that you're really looking forward to? Um, I'm I'm interested to see um, which of the four Barbie songs will win um, <laughs> song of, for visual media. I mean, I'm pretty sure it'll be what was that made for, but I just thought that was crazy that they racked up four of the five. Uh at this point the most the thing I'm most interested in is how they're going to fill out this performers list. Um, because right now it's looking pretty sparse, uh, especially among the major nominees. So I'm a little bit worried about the telecast, actually. Yeah, I really do hope that they could get get Taylor Swift to perform. That would be pretty epic. And I know a lot of people would be tuning in if they saw that she was doing one. Yeah. But I, I know, I just know with those tours things, I know sometimes those artists don't like to 
gear away from those things um, when they're headstrong towards that. Plus, we know she's got some albums coming out because there's two re-records left. So I know she's busy, but it would be great for her to, like you said at the beginning, to be there. And well, she's, to I she, that's the thing. I guarantee she's going to be there in case she wins some of these awards. So might as well just get up on stage for three or four minutes and, and perform a song. Oh, yeah. Even if she's just sitting there with a the guitar, we would all love it. <laughs> I mean, I, she literally I mean, does that. At, on her tour, she has the acoustic section. Everybody would adore that. I'm like, not a fan of medleys in general, but if there were ever a time to, to, to pull out a medley, it would be basically her condensing the uh, the Eras tour into as uh, you know into a ten minute segment the best she could. Oh my gosh, that would be fantastic! Relive it, man. That would definitely get people watching if she had like a you know. 10 minute, 10 minute version, the era's version, <laughs> you know? Yeah, that would be, that would be pretty epic. Well, I know Taylor Swift's a frequent listener of this podcast, so hopefully she'll hear, hear that and, and, and get on the stage. Um, yes. Just, Go Taylor. Just a reminder that the 66th annual Grammy Awards are going to be Sunday, February 4th. And you can see that on CBS and streaming on Paramount plus, if you like to stream stuff. Uh, Tyler, thank you for uh, joining us again. I always love the show. Uh, and uh, e- even with that uh, weak performers list as of now, I still look forward to it every year. Uh, so so uh, uh, th- thanks for joining us. Yes, thank you. All right, have a good one. Thank you, you too.